Hello, my beautiful human beings, and welcome to Intuitively Rich, the podcast. I am your host, Annie Rich. In today's episode, I talked to Ashley Potter, a founder and CEO of Debbie Beauty, a skincare company, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, and many more. We talked about how she carved her own life path, how she left the comfort of the job where she was earning a lot of money to go and to pursue the life of her dream and to create a skincare company which has a message and an intention behind it. Enjoy today's episode full of wisdom and lessons and maybe even have a journal next to you so you can write down all the lessons you find helpful. Enjoy. So hello, my beautiful human beings. I'm recording actually my first like Zoom online conversation with our beautiful Ashley here. And um, we will just chat about her like very interesting life journey uh, about how she just went to the against of the like dominant thinking of the society and just like chose her own path and how she's just like carving her beautiful life path and how she's just like building the life she sees and she deserves and she wants and I would first of all like hello and welcome Ashley. thank you for having me I'm super excited <laughs> Uh, thank you for uh, having this conversation with me. And I would love to start with the um, moment of awakening, because for me, I know there was the moment where I just was like, oh, like, where I, what have I been living to? The yeah. change obviously didn't came immediately, but I interesting interested if you had a moment or it was a recollection of moments where you just had so-called spiritual awakening mm -hmm. and you felt like you woke up from a very deep sleep yes yeah so before i even get to that point just prefacing it before um just the journey leading up to it so little background on me born and raised san diego like Grew up by the beach, sunshine, all of that. And I went to San Diego State. My mom is from Brazil. Um, most people who come from a foreign country and then they come and migrate to the United States, your education is the most important thing. Um, my mom always strived for me to go to college, a good college, get a degree and so forth. And so I went the traditional route. You know, you, you go to college, you get your degree. I was interning at an office my last semester. They hired me full time. I had my office job, super excited about, you know, wearing heels and business clothes, right? Um, and so went again, that traditional route. Um, also grew up in a pretty religious household. I grew up Mormon, mm -hmm. so that was a very different thing as well. And my entire life felt very calculated. Um, I loved making my mom happy. And so everything that I was doing made her happy. You know, I was able to support myself, college, everything. And ended up meeting someone in San Diego who's not from there. Um, we moved in together, got, um, we moved to Dallas. 
So I relocated with my company and then he transferred with his company as well. So that's how I got to Dallas. Um, oftentimes when people ask me, I don't give them that whole story because that's a lot, but that is how I got there. So living in Dallas, you know, as a woman, especially younger, you want to get married. You want the big giant fat rock on your finger. You want this big, huge wedding. Um, and the person I was with was, you know, amazing at the time. And then just later on, it just progressed not for the best. Mm -hmm. I was not happy in my relationship. It was kind of controlling. And we ended up getting engaged thinking that that was going to help me um, and our relationship. And it didn't really change. Um, so a lot of stuff happened in between, but there was a pivotal moment two weeks before I actually ended up moving out of our apartment um, I had a few girlfriends come and visit me from San Diego and we went wedding dress shopping. And I remember picking out the dress of my dreams. I'm crying. But in that moment, I felt very empty. And to be honest, I think the reason why I was crying is because I look so beautiful. I was like, oh my gosh, Ashley, like you look so great in this dress. So then I go downstairs and I'm waiting in line to make a deposit on the dress. It's a Saturday morning. And all of a sudden I start feeling sick and I go to the bathroom and I threw up and I called my mom and my mom's like, why don't you just put the dress on hold and wait? Long story short, two weeks later, I ended up moving out. And this was the first time I've ever lived alone temporarily. Um, I ended up moving into uh, a townhome and I was waiting for a girlfriend to move in, but her lease wasn't up. So I was in this big old townhome by myself for two months and I had no furniture. I ended up just taking the bedroom set that we had in our, uh, our second bedroom. And that's all I had. So I had paper plates, forks. I was just like trying to make it by, had my dog and I was like, okay, what is going on. So nothing hit me until maybe a month later and I was not feeling very grounded. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back home to San Diego and reground. And this is where the pivot happened. Again, I've never been crazy spiritual. So this was very, very new to me. And I remember being in Encinitas, walking down the 101 and there is a crystal, crystal shop right there. And I'm telling you, I must've walked by it my entire life so many times. And for some reason, it looked very lit up to me and it was pulling me in. And I remember just walking through, I didn't know anything about crystals or cards. And I picked up three crystals, um, amethyst, selenite, and rose quartz, which to me, looking back are like the very three basic crystals that I think everyone should have. And then I also picked up a deck of cards and they were my angel cards. And they're the ones that I use to this day for readings. And when I came back to Dallas, I remember doing readings for myself. And again, I was very skeptical. I did not believe in it. I was like, this is stupid. Like, there's no way that this can be real. And I started doing a spread and what kept coming up in the present for me was the broken heart card. And I would pull once a week and it kept happening. 
And it, I was like, there is no way, like I am shuffling these cards like crazy. How does this card keep coming up? And it wasn't until I acknowledged it where it finally moved to the past. So I started to feel this release um, and my heart becoming full because of this path I was on. Um, instead of doing therapy right away. Um, also, this is another thing. If you're in a relationship and you're not doing the things that you love, you're probably in the wrong one because I was doing yoga ever since I was like 18. And when I got in this relationship, I kind of stopped. And I remember it was actually a core power birthday free class. And I went to a class there and I remember taking the class and I was so angry at myself for stopping yoga. Like it was such an amazing gift. And then after I was about to walk out and the woman was like, Oh, have you thought about teacher training? And honestly, I said, yes, on the spot. I was like, this is going to be my, my therapy. And I ended up doing my teacher training and it was a lot of healing. I think I cried about every <laughs> meeting we had. <laughs> um, and also the teachers were amazing. And so um, after that, again, I never wanted to teach yoga. This was truly just for myself. Um, and then they had classes on the schedule that needed to be taught. And so that's my beginning of like my spiritual stuff. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it had, like progressed. So yeah, that was like my pivotal moment that happened. <laughs> Perfect. And so what I'm curious, like this feeling of emptiness, which was obviously an indication mm -hmm. of like something is wrong, something is wrong. Obviously that you stopped doing whatever you enjoy because I assume you just closed off when you were in the relationship that was not for you and meant for you. And when that happened, that you felt empty, like how did that feeling then you were sick and how did it happen that you then just moved out from the relationship and then said no to the engagement? Like what was the process? And like, how did you just went to that decision that no, this is not for me? It was, and again, it's the same thing when we get to like how I started my business and everything. It's, it was that same feeling. I felt it in my core. Um, anytime anything did not feel right, I could feel it in my stomach and my stomach would just be hurting. And for me, I always say like our issues manifest in our body. And the fact that I threw up picking out a wedding dress probably shouldn't have happened. <laughs> and to me, that was like a strong indication, but it, it didn't deter me from getting out of the relationship. It just made me think and wonder if this okay. is right. And it was, and again, I, I think maybe we just weren't right for each other, but he was very verbally and emotionally abusive. And just that last week of me living there, I, I was like, I don't deserve this. And as much as I want to get married and all of that, I started to realize, like I had this big ass rock on my hand. I was like, I don't want this anymore. Like, I don't care. I just want someone to love me for who I am and support me. And it was such a weird feeling. He traveled for work. And that last week I just said, Hey, I'm moving out. Um, it is what it is. And there was a lot of things that happened in between, but I think it shocked him because I did try to move out months prior to that. 
and I stayed. He talked me back into staying. And this time I said, no. And the only person that knew I was moving out was my mom and no one else did. And I had some friends who got upset because they weren't in the loop, but I was like, honestly, I didn't want any outside noise. I just needed to get myself out of the situation because I knew it was unhealthy um, for so many reasons. Um, like talking about weight, like I gained so much weight in that relationship. And when I left it, that weight, I didn't do anything different. It just fell off. And it, to me, I think I was holding on to so much. You literally were holding on the yeah. weight. So it manifested into you literally gaining the weight. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And, you know, it, it really was just this gut instinct. I just felt it to my core. And I'm the type of person when I make a decision, I do not change my mind and I just mm. follow through. So that's how I've just been my entire life. And I just knew it wasn't right. And when I got out of it, there was that emptiness because I didn't, I wasn't living with someone and it was very, very weird and I had to get used to it. But that's when I turned to the yoga and, you know, friends around me and just working on myself. And I think so often people want to go outwards for help and they don't sit with themselves. I mean, I was crying every day. I was angry. I would throw my pillows. I would scream in my pillows, but it was a release that I was trying to make happen and this letting go of. And I, I mean, anytime you leave a relationship that you were in for a very long time, especially if you were engaged, I mean, it's, you're still hurting. Mm -hmm. um, and so often people want to jump ship and, you know, maybe go out and party or do something like mm -hmm. that. And I really reclused in and I just stayed in my apartment. I went to work and then home and I focused on myself, a lot of baths, lots of self-reflection. I started journaling. I mean, I just wanted to make myself be the best version that I could be. So, yeah. And that was exactly my question because so many times when people and it's not about only relationship when they ch when something changes in their life mm -hmm. they try to like they don't give themselves the permission to feel and cry and to just let the anger out as you said they try to go out and find someone new and what like why did was what was your motivation what was it was your motivation to be the best version of yourself to give yourself the permission to let it out and not to go and search for a new man who will make you feel like, did you have an awareness in a way that you were not aware of that you were like, okay, I need to be with myself because so many women don't know how to do that. Don't know how to live with themselves. Don't know what to do with themselves when something that like that happens. Yeah. Well, and I'm always very transparent. So there was a man that I ended up meeting very, very young but I dated him for a short amount of time right after the fact. You can call it a rebound or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was young and whatever, that was it. But the one thing that I learned was like, there were men out there that treated women with respect. And I feel like he came into my life at that moment to show me how men can treat women. They're not mm -hmm. all bad because I had this idea 
But after dating him for a little bit, I realized I was like, I, I need to come back and retract to me because this isn't healthy. Like I just got out of like an engaged or an engagement and I need to retract. So that's when it was like a month after. Um, and when that happened, I just realized like, you know, every single time, especially with women, if you try to start dating someone when you're not whole, mm-hmm. you continue to meet these broken men. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And so I did not allow myself to date for probably over two years after that. And I focused solely on myself and I was just, I wanted to be happy with me. And that's what ended up happening. I had such a blast. Of course you meet guys who are interested in you and whatnot, but I just knew I didn't want to be in a relationship at that moment. Um, and then that's when like the power of manifestation started happening. I was at a job that was okay, but I really wanted to grow into a different industry. And during this time of self-growth and reflection, I was like manifesting so fast. Like, um, I remember wanting like a nice car, a nice luxury car, and I didn't have the new job yet, but I knew I was going to get another job and I was going to make a lot more money. And I bought the car and literally two weeks after that, I got a new job at a new company that was also a very spiritually foundational type of company. And being around people like that was really, really helpful. And that's when, you know, things just continued to progress um, through. I traveled a lot. That is one thing that I always tell people is, you know, if you really want to learn about yourself, travel alone with that job, I was traveling a lot around the country by myself. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go on, like, I would go to dinners by myself and spend time with me And every city I would go to, I would go to like maybe a new yoga class. And, um, then I started traveling internationally by myself. And then you start to learn a lot more because you're just soaking up so many different cultures and, that's when really traveling for me started to shift my perspective on life. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much more to life than just like working. Um, and I always knew I wanted to start a business, but I just never knew what it was per se. So, yeah. I can see like you are like, even, uh, before the moment of awakening, like you are intuitive person like you always had that gut feeling and you always trusted that Mm -hmm. gut feeling and for the that's so interesting that you said that you knew you were getting a job was it an intuitive thing was it at your complete trust in the universe or was it was it your complete trust in yourself and your ability it was a little bit of both um there's been times throughout my life where maybe i lacked some confidence But the one thing that I always had confidence in was working and making money. I do have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. And so I'm a go-getter. I work really hard. Um, I love to work. I'm passionate about just working and creating abundance for myself. And so it was probably a little bit of both. I felt very strongly about my ability But then also just trusting and knowing that I was fully supported because 
at that time, I was thinking about all the stuff I've already been through already. And I was like, okay, well, I was able to get through that. And I felt supported. I can continue to jump and grow and be supported um, and just trust that I will be taken care of. So, yeah. And was it like intuitive or was it that time when you were into yoga and spirituality and was it around the time where you just started shuffling the cards and yeah started doing yoga again yeah that helped a lot and i think i was holding on to a lot of stuck energy in my mm -hmm. body and yoga just kind of reawakened you know you always hear about kundalini rising and i mm -hmm. truly like felt that through my yoga teacher training and it it just it brought me back to life. I felt so broken mm -hmm. and so defeated and especially moving to a new city where I didn't have any family or really close friends at the time. It was crazy. You um, moved where? Huh? You moved where to a new city? So, well, just when I was moving to Dallas, I didn't okay, know Dallas, okay. a whole lot of people. Okay. And, um, you know, starting to get into yoga again, just helped me open up and, you know, the way that I got that new job, it kind of just fell into my lap. And um, the owner of the company had a similar story. Um, she was in like an abusive marriage. And, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of experience in that industry at the time. But I told her, I said, I will work harder than anyone else that, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm a quick learner and I will figure it out. And that's how I got that job. And I learned so much there. And then it was just around at that time here, I was creating this amazing abundance for myself, living the life of my dreams at that moment. And then, um, it just started to grow organically. I knew again, I wanted to start my own business. Mm -hmm. And so, um, another company approached me to work for them and they were a lot smaller. So at the company I was at, I had a team of people. I was very supported. And then I went to the smaller company where the office was like in a warehouse. I was the sales team. I had not a whole lot of support. I had to do everything myself. It was very, very interesting um, to say the least, but I learned so much there. Um, so you knew you wanted to start your own business eventually. Did you, at that point when you changed the job, did you have anything in your mind or was it like just pure intuitive? You felt like this is the right move. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it was interesting because I did again, a lot of like soul searching at that time. So that's when I got my like spiritual and life coaching certificate because mm -hmm. I already been through so much and I was like, oh my gosh, I can probably help women through some stuff too. And so I thought that that's what I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. I had like a few clients, but again, when I was at that time, I was working for someone making all this money. I couldn't think about how to make this much money for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I think I kept blocking myself. Um, and when it came to my product-based business, I never in a million years thought I would have a skincare line um, but that all started going. So in Dallas, they have these Asian bathhouses, which sound weird, but my girlfriend was like, I think you'll really enjoy going. And one, I love being naked. It's like one of my favorite things. It's very freeing for me. Yes. <laughs> and so going there, um, you know, they have like the woman's side 
and you actually aren't allowed to wear clothes in the different pools. So it's very spa-like. And I just remember going there and just feeling very at peace. And then you could go out and then there were different rooms that you could go into. So there was like an amethyst room, a gold room, an ice mm -hmm. room, an infrared room. And you, I mean, it's open 24 hours. And I started going there frequently because at the time um, I wasn't hanging out with a whole lot of people and going there gave me the peace. I would just go there by myself and reset. And the one thing that I learned, I mean, I'm surrounded by all these like Asian women of all like shapes and sizes. And the one thing I was like, why do they have such amazing skin? Um, and like at the end of their spas or the rooms or their massages, I mean, they would just cover themselves in oil. I mean, their body, their hair. And I was like, okay, there has to be something about oil. And that's when I kind of started dabbling with it and just playing around with different oils, figuring out what I liked and didn't like. And that's how Debbie Beauty was birthed. It came a while. I mean, it took me a while to get to a point to where I'm at, but a lot of things again happened for me mm -hmm. playing around from oil to now. Um, but being at a company that was very small, I was able to see every single aspect of the business and how to run it. You know, you had operations, you had marketing, you had sales, you had, you know, customer service. And I feel like I had all these opportunities because at some point I would be doing it myself. So, yes. <laughs> they, they always say like, a life only makes sense backwards. And whatever you just say makes complete sense. Of course, you would start to working in a smaller company where you would do anything because you are getting prepared for your own business. And I would love to also uh, say something very important that you did, that when you just felt that something wasn't right in your life, you just did a lot of soul searching, as you said, few times. You started to do yoga and you started to unblock yourself mm -hmm. from all the blockages slowly because it's not like people listening they won't just like start manifesting everything they want obviously if you just believe you would you would but whatever you did was just like spend a lot of time with yourself to just know yourself to just wanting to be happy and then doing whatever you could to be happy and then like just I'm so amazed by you that you just trusted your gut instinct like every single time. You were just like, okay. And was like, had you ever moment when those on the journey when you were like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but it feels right. Like even yeah. like switching the job or leaving the relationship. And how was that you just like saw the woman applying the oils and was that an idea that came to, into your mind like, how, how did the idea came into your mind after seeing the woman applying the uh, oils and then seeing their skin connecting their uh, beautiful skin to the oil? When was it the idea? Like, what was the idea? Like, let me make the oils or how, like, what was yeah. the first spark in your mind? Well, the one thing was I saw going there was community. So these women, it, it was always very interesting because these women are so used to being naked. And mm -hmm. you would see other women who would come into the Asian bathhouse and, you know, they would maybe 
try to keep their underwear on. And like the women were like, oh no, you can't wear the underwear in the pools. And people were so, you could tell they were uncomfortable. And I felt like I was home. I was like, oh my gosh, let me like rip off all my clothes. Let me walk Mm -hmm. around naked. And it was just such a beautiful thing to see people of, I mean, women of all shapes, sizes, age, young, old, fat, skinny. I mean, but everyone looked so beautiful and these women with the oils, it was like such a beautiful thing. These women or their, these mothers were putting oil on them and then like giving them to their daughters. So their daughters are also there naked, um, and comfortable. And I think that is like one thing that was wrong with society was, you know, telling people that being naked is wrong because Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that, but it was just these women supporting other women. And I started playing around with the oils and I would start mixing stuff and bringing it with me. And I would, at the end of any of my, you know, spa sessions, you know, you shower and I wouldn't use soap and I would just use oils all on my body and just leaving the space. I mean, I was glowing on the outside, but also on the inside. And it was this this ritual of like putting on the oil on my skin, it, I started like just naturally doing affirmations. And it was just like, oh my gosh, Ashley, like you are beautiful. You are so strong. You're amazing. Like, and it was just loving on my body. And no matter what size you are, you're always going to have insecurities. And I also think those insecurities will manifest in your life as well. So I had to work on finding confidence of like being happy exactly where I was in the body that I'm in and start to love it because my body can hear my thoughts, can hear my words. Mm -hmm. So that's why Debbie Beauty came about was because yes, the ingredients are absolutely amazing, but really what I wanted was to create this ritualistic skincare for women to like feel amazing inside and out. Because um, you were feeling so good about yourself and it was helping you first. Yes. The motivation was not just for the women. It was just like, oh, I enjoyed it so much. I like it so much. Yes. And I wanted to share that. Um, and if you want, I can get into how I moved from Dallas to now Kansas City because yes. that is a crazy story. <laughs> I would love to. So this is how Debbie Beauty like finally manifested. So um, I was working at that one company. Mm-hmm. and they decided to let some people go and they wanted to keep me on. This was a year after, um, I started with them and it was a smaller company with a smaller company. And again, they didn't have any other employees. So this was new for them. And I, I knew I was taking a little bit of a risk. There wasn't a lot of stability. Um, but I wanted to learn. So I, that's why I took the job. So it And it's funny how, again, intuition starts to come into play. A few months before this started happening, um, or like I had this conversation with the owners of this company, I, I stopped getting my nails done. So I remember the last time I went to my nail salon and I always got like a pedicure and manicure every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I go, Hey, this time, can you just like take my nails off? And I just need them like bare. And she goes, oh, why? And I was like, oh, I'm going out of the country. And she goes, oh, where are you going? And I was like, I don't know yet. But I had this feeling that 
a big, big change was going to happen, especially financially. And I had to like prepare myself. Um, I love designer bags. I slowly started selling them. It was mm-hmm. really weird. I started purging my apartment with like clothes. Chills now on all yeah. my body. It was crazy. So this started happening probably around like, you know, the end of 2018. And then early 2019 was when I had this conversation with this company and, you know, and I already felt it. I was like, and also too, it's like, they are an amazing company and I'm so grateful for them, but it was so funny because I just near the end, I stopped like wearing my work clothes and putting on makeup. I would come in in like yoga pants. I wouldn't wear a bra. I was like, screw it. Like, I don't care anymore. Like I don't even want to be here. <laughs> um, and when they had the conversation with me, I remember it was a Friday and they like called me in and they wanted to keep me on, but they were cutting my pay significantly. And I remember them telling me they wanted to cut my base pay to like 50 grand a year. And mind you, I was making a lot more than that. And I was like, can I think about it? And you know, what's crazy is I did start crying. It was terrifying, but I I felt such a relief um, Mm -hmm. because I could not bring myself to like full on, just quit my job. I needed something like this to happen. And so the universe, again, gave me the opportunity to stay at a job that was stable or to like totally shift. And I remember that weekend I cried a lot. I was talking to my mom and I was planning on moving back to San Diego and I started selling all my stuff in my apartment. I sold my couch. Um, I started throwing stuff away and just getting rid of everything that I need, like didn't need. And I remember, um, the trip that I was going on is I went to Uganda for a while And that's when I went like on this soul vision journey quest thing. And it was such a weird thing. I remember walking onto my first plane. Here I am at DFW airport. And I kind of had this moment where I panicked and I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? I was like, I don't have a job. Um, I don't know where I'm going to live. What am I doing? And I'm like, how am I getting on this plane without a job? Like the, it just, so you quit the job. Yeah. I left it. I had no, you just left it. You said no. And just left it. Mm-hmm. I said, let me, um, finish up my two weeks and, you know, tie up all the loose ends. And I remember going in to like give my computer that last Friday. And, uh, I was applying for other jobs thinking that like, I wanted to stay in the corporate world. I remember my boss telling me this. And he looked at me and he goes, Ashley, you're not made for this world. Don't ever come back. And it was like, I almost like he knew that I didn't want to be there. And he knew all of the things that I was like working on and trying to do. And he was like, yeah, you should not work for anyone (laughs) because you do your own thing. Um, and so after that I left and Um, I found someone, and again, this is all in Uganda. I found someone to like Mm -hmm. sublease my apartment while I was there. Um, and I was like, okay, I gotta be out by May 1st. Boom. Um, and then this is like the crazy thing. This is where things start to happen. 
mind you, I was teaching at core power for a few years, only like two times a week. And then I would sub because I had a full-time job and so you took the job in core power yoga you did the teacher training you were not planning to teach but you started teaching eventually yeah so actually right okay. after my teacher training back in the day um i did start teaching two times a week mm -hmm. and okay. um and they were morning classes before i would have to go into work mm -hmm. and i started teaching and the crazy thing was yeah the area manager emailed me and i remember the email coming through at 3:33, like on the dot and it was, I did readings for people on the side and I just did a reading for a woman and then my phone buzzed and it was 3.33 and there was an email from the area manager of Core Power asking if, what did his email say? It was like, a little birdie told me that you're moving back home, but wanted to know if you want to go on an adventure first. And I was like, what does that mean? And he said that Kansas City and Austin, Texas, um, their studios needed some help with their growth. And if I would be interested in moving to those locations for three months, just temporary. And I was like, yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to move to Austin because I've been to Austin multiple times. Mm -hmm. I've had friends there. I love the area, but every single time I was trying to find an apartment to rent, someone would call me and be like, oh, sorry, it's already rented out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I kind of got to a point while I was in like Uganda, I was like, look, I just need to make a decision. And I just like made it. And I was like, I'm going to Kansas city, whatever. Like it's the Midwest. It's definitely not the direction I want to go into. Um, I'm trying to get out of here, but mm -hmm. it's three months. So why not? So ended up moving. And again, this is like the crazy thing about trusting the universe. Like I had to be out of my apartment on May 1st and I needed a place to stay for five days before I could move to Kansas city. And I didn't know this woman, but someone I also taught at Black Swan Yoga. And I posted that I was like needing a place to stay for like five days. And people started reaching out to me and someone goes, yeah, um, there's a girl at the front desk. Her name's Tony. She's super sweet from Alabama, um, but she is so nice and she might be able to help you out. She messaged me and we just chatted on the phone and she goes, hey, I'm in DC for like an event but I left my keys in my mailbox at the house. And she goes, just go on in and make yourself at home. Bring your dog, bring all your stuff and just go in. I've never met this woman ever. And she ends up coming back from her trip and she opens the door and she is just such love and light. And she opens it up with like pizza and like a bottle of wine. And she was like, hey girl, so nice to meet you. And like, we just like clicked. And like, you know, it's crazy how you just start to like meet these people, mm -hmm. just open you up to just magic. And she helped me with that and supported me. And I ended up just, you know, that weekend I drove to Kansas city and I moved in. That was a whole other thing. I ended up moving to Overland park, which I did not know was like the suburbs, um, and I moved into a basement for a night. So this isn't a sound weird, but there were these sweet girls who had a townhome and they're like, we don't have any extra rooms, but we have a basement that we can like fix up for you. And I hear I am desperate. I have no money. I went from making a lot of money to zero really quick. And I was like, okay, well, screw it. And so um, 
yeah, it was such a weird thing because I get there and again, it flooded the night before. So the floors were cold and wet and damp. Um, I did not sleep that night. It was an unfinished basement, no windows. Mm -hmm. It just felt very weird. And I was very appreciative of that. Um, but I remember waking up and going to teach my first core power class. And I met the instructor who was at the front desk and I just started bawling crying because I had no idea what I did. So it's kind of like similar to what you were saying about like, I tend to trust and I just mm -hmm. go for it. And then I have this moment of like reflection and panic. So fear is real. I was like, what am I doing here? Um, and I remember I taught two classes and one of my guy friends in Dallas, he, he knew about all my transitions and everything going on. And he just finished teacher training that Sunday. So it was Monday. And I remember calling him crying and I'm like, dude, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I got to move home. I need support. I have no one here. His family lives in Kansas and he goes, screw it. I'll just move there. He had his own company. So he was able to do it. Mm -hmm. We got an Airbnb that night. And then we ended up, I woke up, took my dog for a walk. And I saw this apartment building across the street. We knew, like, we didn't know what was going on, but we just like trusted and was like, whatever. And we ended up leasing an apartment for three months, a one bedroom. I got an air mattress and he gave me the room and then he got a futon and like was in the living room and we were just like figuring it out. I was like, screw it. I don't know what's going on. I was teaching like 25 yoga classes a week, thinking that that was sustainable. I helped with the teacher trainings and I remember just getting my paycheck and I was like, I am working so hard. This is so not worth it. <laughs> um, it's not. And so I always, I'm always very honest with people who want to teach yoga full-time. I'm like working in a studio is not going to provide an income for you working for mm -hmm. yourself. will. but then at that time, this is when everything started clicking with Debbie beauty. Um, I have uh, one question before yeah. uh, we started with Debbie beauty. So before you moved to Kansas city, you went to Uganda. Yes. Oh yeah. Duh. Yes. <laughs> No, I just want to make sense because I want to yes. understand the whole story and it makes everything makes perfect sense looking back. Yeah. Well, okay. So I was in Uganda for a while and there I just, I was able to just learn more. And here I am in a totally different country where some people don't really have a lot. I stayed with a tribe. I just saw how people lived and I realized like, I had a lot of stuff and I was a, not addicted, but attached to stuff. And after that trip, I realized like, I just wanted to start anew and all of this stuff didn't matter. And I remember, um, you know, selling all of my designer handbags, I kept two. And I just told myself, like, if I ever want them back, I will, I will buy them again. Mm -hmm. but right now I need the money. I need cash. And every single person that I sold like a handbag to was very like profound. <laughs> and like, I met this older woman who was buying one of my like St. Laurent bags. And she was like, do you mind me asking why you're selling it? It's like brand new. So I kind of told her. And so she was very wealthy living in Dallas. Um, and she said that her and her husband were selling her house and moving to like St. Bart's or something where they are going to have, they're selling their cars and they're just going to have a golf cart. And she goes, 
she told me, she's like, you know what, when you start getting rid of stuff, you realize it doesn't really matter. It's just stuff. And you'll probably never want it back. (laughs) And she's like, just know that if you ever do want it back, you can always buy it. Like don't be attached. And so this idea of like letting go when I got back from Uganda was so easy. I was like, take the couch, whatever. I don't care. Um, and so I just felt again, it was just very, uh, very supported. Um, and it was weird. So prepared you, sorry, uh, it's yeah. all these experiences and all these, um, people like saying, uh, telling you they're about like sharing what they, yeah. because this woman was doing it by herself. Like she was getting rid of the stuff. So all those experiences were like preparing you and why just Uganda? Why did you choose Uganda? And you, how long did you stay there? And yeah. why did you even choose to go somewhere after quitting the job? So it was a weird thing. So I had friends who worked with the CDC. And so luckily I had a place to stay when I got there. And it was this big house. They had a maid and the maid mm-hmm. I was amazing. And I can go and dabble with that. But um, I booked this flight before I left my job and mm, okay. I was going to cancel it. And I kept hearing like, no. Like, I'm not going to cancel this. I have to go. And it was such an amazing experience. So when I got there, of course, you know, they had to work. So here I am in the house all day, but I'm in another country and they had a maid um, and her name was, um, what was it? Was it Faith or Hope? Nope. It was Hope. So her name was Hope. And I was like, it was Hope. Yeah. Her name was Hope. And I would like talk to her because she like did the laundry. She would cook and Mm -hmm. clean. And like, I mean, during the day, I would just like go hang out with her and she would tell me these stories, like these life stories that were so profound. Um, And she would always just tell me like how family is very important. The people around you are important. And, you know, I went on safaris and met people there and then meeting a tribe of people who didn't have a lot, like their hut was made out of like cow poop, like And I'm like, okay, if these people can sleep on the floor, like I can put my stuff in storage temporarily and figure some stuff out. Like, I don't need Mm -hmm. this. Um, And she was just such a sweet human. Um, And so that's how I kind of got there. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, while people were working, I meandered around the town by myself, like Kampala. Like if you look up Kampala, Uganda, it is a very, very busy city. And I would just like call an Uber. I had an, another phone. Um, they don't take cards. You would have to have cash. Um, they drive like crazy there. And it was just such a weird feeling. I felt very at home. And that is like one thing. Every time I traveled, every place I've gone to has felt like home. I was like, I can live here. I can totally live here. And it was just such a fun experience for me mm-hmm. um, to go there and meet the people that I did. So so then you moved to Kansas City when you just left Uganda. You moved to Kansas City, yeah. and that's where the Debbie Beauty started to yeah like, just start after you your your realization that this yoga paycheck is not enough and you don't deserve this because you work so hard. Yes, and what ended up and, and again there were things that led up to it. So I was talking to manufacturers years before I moved here, like just interviewing different manufacturing facilities and all of them didn't see my vision. I was like, yeah, I want to create these oils 
um, and they want crystals to be in the bottle. And mm -hmm. they kept telling me how it wasn't stable or that I would need to use synthetic ingredients to stabilize the oils, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nope, you guys don't get it. And I ended up meeting my nail manufacturer and it's such a partnership and she's so amazing. Um, she's a scientist. She, she got my vision and she understood where I was coming from. I was like, I don't want to use any synthetic ingredients because mother earth gave us all of these ingredients to use. And, um, the research and development started happening while I was in Kansas city. And I dabbled with working with her in the past, but I could just never pull the trigger because I was like, this is so much money. This is so much money that I have to like pay to, you know, bottles, labels, like all this stuff. And it was crazy. I spent so much money starting my business and I had no money. I was like, screw it. Credit cards. We'll put it. And I, I remember my first invoice that I paid her, I like spread it across three different credit cards. And then I used like my PayPal credit. And I was like, um, I told her, I was like, I know this is annoying, but like, do you mind if I like spread this across like four different types of payments? And that's where I had to trust again. Here I was spending thousands of dollars and I just, I knew that I was going to sell. I knew that I it was going to happen. And I thought I was just going to have, I launched the face oil and I thought that was the only oil that I was going to have. And then I launched, you know, additional products and things that just keep happening. So it was just feeling supported by that. But again, a lot of people are afraid to lose, you know, what they have and they don't want to get uncomfortable. I mean, there's people in this world who don't make a lot of money and are afraid to quit their jobs. And I remember sitting in that office. And when my boss told me that they were going to cut my base pay to 50 grand, I said, I can make that amount of money working for myself in the first year. And I just, I knew I would. Um, and a lot of people don't want to scale it back. I mean, I wasn't getting my hair done, my nails done. I wasn't buying anything. Um, I could barely afford food and people just didn't get it. And I was like, no, you guys, I was living like a queen lifestyle. And I went from mm -hmm. having like Egyptian cotton, amazing sheets on my Tempur-Pedic mattress in this beautiful bed to literally buying a, like an air mattress and cheap sheets from Walmart just to get by because I didn't know what my next move was going to be. Um, so that's why I didn't want to move all my stuff to Kansas city was because I was supposed to be there temporarily. Mm -hmm. So, um, luckily I felt very supported when I got here and, you know, things just kept unfolding. And it was after the three month mark when I realized I was going to stay here and, I got the U-Haul and all my stuff came to Kansas city. <laughs> I had chills on my whole body, on my legs, on my, like, so <laughs> like your story and how you just like trust the process and trust yourself that you know that you 
are going like do you is is uh is it a love of luxury or do you just know that you deserve this much money because i think that um what you have so many people don't have of i deserve this mm -hmm. or i can want the luxury because people are told that you can't get everything you want or like who do you think you are like was it just your love of designer books or what, was it just like whatever you deserved how like how did you just look at it at money like is it something you want is it something you deserve it's like it's a lot it's probably both but you know my mom always told me again she's a very strong uh loud brazilian woman and <laughs> the one thing that she instilled in me was ashley you always be independent you always make your own money and don't ever let a man um you know take care of you if you don't want to i don't ever want you to feel like stuck and so making money like even to this day i freaking love money and mm -hmm. unfortunately i think the spiritual community it kind of teaches you like, oh, well, you either have to be this nomad and like only, you know, have a few things. And then if you have nice things, that's like a sin. And I was like, you can actually have both. But the difference is before when I would buy stuff, I feel like I was filling a void. Um, and I felt like I was better than other people um, mm -hmm. walking around. And now I get to treat myself to certain handbags again. And it, I'm like, so grateful for it. But I also know if all of that disappeared again, I would be okay. Like it's just stuff, but I truly, I enjoy it. I'm not like very into fashion or trends. I wear what I want to wear. So I don't spend a lot of money on like clothes, but handbags are just something that's like, just always mm -hmm. been a fun thing for me that I really enjoy buying. Um, I don't really buy makeup or anything like that. So that's like one way that I treat myself, but yes, one, it's like a, does yes, I know I deserve it. I do work hard, but I don't, I don't feel entitled to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy, like I said, making money and creating this abundance, but mm -hmm. that's something that I work with, with my coaching clients is especially with spirituality. People put money kind of on this island of like bad, like if you have mm -hmm. money, you're a bad person, but I'm like, why? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, and some people don't need it, but I'm like, I need it. Like I, I've made a lot of money and I've made zero money and making money is like way more fun. Like, let's be honest. Um, because it allows you to create more, whatever you were meant to be. Yeah. It allows it's freedom. So mm -hmm. here I was making money for someone else or working for someone else, mm -hmm. but I didn't have the freedom to go do whatever I wanted. And so mm -hmm. that's why I was like, okay, well, if I'm making this much money working for someone, imagine if I'm just working for myself and I get all the money. So I was like, that money was great and all, but I bet I can like quadruple it and just profit it myself. So that's like where this idea starts happening where people, there are people who would rather just stay at their job. They have their health insurance, their 401k and they're comfortable. But I was like, I don't want to work eight hours a day 
for someone else and be unhappy. I want to be able to travel and have freedom to do whatever I want. And that's the difference between, mm-hmm. you know, I think being a, a true entrepreneur versus mm-hmm. someone who just doesn't want to work at all. If that makes sense. Makes sense. Makes complete sense. And then um, how did they like the beauty? Just like you just kept teaching yoga and started to work on Debbie Beauty? Yeah. So um, like I said, when I moved here, I was teaching Mm -hmm. up to 25 classes a week, which is a lot. And it's It's not sustainable for anyone. I don't recommend it, but I needed some money. So I just kept doing that. And then once I launched Debbie Beauty and money started coming in, I started realizing, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, money's, it's happening. I'm selling stuff. This is good. And so the more that continued to flow, I started to teach a little bit less. So I started knocking down classes. And so some people would be like, well, why don't you keep it, keep teaching and like, keep doing what you're doing with Debbie Beauty. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm okay with making less or just the same and putting more energy into my business. And I tell people this all the time, energy flows where attention goes. I wanted to put energy into my yoga stuff, but I noticed the abundance flowing over here. And so I felt this need to like grow it. So I always think of starting a business, like having a baby. I've never had a child, but it was like, I had to just birth this. I felt like I had to just release this into the world. And it was, it was amazing. And has it been easy? No, but I just trusted what I was doing was going to happen. And, you know, I know I left my job and I started a business. And when people ask me, like, they want to quit their jobs and do that. And I, I actually tell people don't, if you can Mm -hmm. keep that job or find another job that is less time consuming and less stressful so that you still have a steady income because that was a lot of my stress. I didn't have financial stability. Um, and so it was like building blocks and even now it's still growing. Right. But now I like truly am embodying what it is that I'm doing. And Debbie Beatty isn't just the one thing I do. I do so many other things. So I'm like, why cut yourself off to like one business when you can have things across the board and have these multiple streams of income, um, you know, for yourself. So, yeah. It's uh, so beautiful. And I love that you don't give the advice of quitting the job because everyone's life is different. Everyone's life's map is different. And I want people who are hearing you start not to just like quit their jobs, but to take the lessons Mm-hmm. and apply it to their lives not whatever you did but whatever you learned from those experiences to just learn the lessons itself yeah. and they don't have to just go and travel they can just start doing a little like exploring it like they just can take a day and explore their own city because people will be like oh she just traveled and she just went like if i can go and travel because they don't see that uh if they put themselves in your shoes you could have said that like, oh, I cannot go, I cannot travel or my job, like 
what would you tell those people who are like, oh, like she just traveled and if I go and travel and like spend my time with the tribe and then if just like everything happens in my life so perfectly in aligned because people don't see how everything that happens in their life, every challenge, every single, single experience prepares them for the next step. And what would you tell you as a life coach, you as a human being with your own experience to the people that are like, oh, my life is different. I cannot do that. Like she's strong or whatever. Yeah, I do get that a lot because here's the thing with, since I've been coaching, a lot of the times what tends to happen and I, I will work with people and then at some point they kind of taper off. Maybe they thought they wanted to start a business or create this certain life, but they get so comfortable in where they are at and they are afraid to grow. Also, I mean, starting a business, not just starting a business, but actually making money and being profitable and creating an income for yourself is not easy at all. It is not. And people, I mean, and to be honest, I, when I moved here, a lot of the people that I spoke to when I moved here, I don't talk to anymore. Um, there's a lot of friction and it's interesting because when I moved here, I was a very, at a very low place. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I started moving really fast. And as I continue to grow these people, jealousy is a real thing. And I felt it. They're like, well, why is she able to do all these things? And I can't. And it's just a matter of one following what really turns you on. So people want to start a business. There's two different ways you can start a business. One, you could easily buy some stuff from China, resell on Amazon and make a profit there. And that's just money driven. Or you can really create businesses that you're truly passionate about and grow it from this place of passion, of desire. And then things start to organically grow. So one, before even you know, starting a business, oftentimes people are like, I don't even know what I want to do as a business. So like you said, starting to play around, maybe you make jewelry, maybe you're creating art and you start selling it like just on your Instagram page, like who cares? And then things start to just progressively build. How do they believe that they can? Like if um, I can, for example, I can put some jewelry, but like, how can I not like me, but hypothetically, if I'm a listener and I'm like, like no one will buy my, is it a mindset thing? Like, because so many majority of the people think like no one will buy whatever I will just like, is it the mindset or is it just something else? Well, it's mindset and grit. Grit is a big one. Oftentimes, I mean, think about it. Okay. Do you know how many skincare brands are out there? Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's Ulta, Sephora, Nordstrom, Saks. There's so many places that you can go to, but like you said, you have to believe in you, like what makes you different. And if you're afraid that you're going to make something and it's already out there and you're not going to sell anything, guess what? You're not going to sell anything. But if you start believing in yourself, the people like Debbie beauty customers are like die hard Debbie beauty customers. They love it. They'll repost about it. They truly understand my vision and they love the product. So it's, it's finding those tribes of people, your network that is going to support you. So 
so often. And then creating a quality product because I tried your product <laughs> and my husband who never applies anything, I was just like, I was like, this smells so good. This smells so good. And even my husband was like, give me that. What is that? And he was just like applying on his face yeah. because it smells heavenly. It feels heavenly. And it is also, I want to like tell a quick story. The crystals you put inside and I was going through a very challenging period in my uh, life. And I just find your little water, not water bottle, but the uh, sample mm -hmm. completely broke in my handbag. It was not, the oil is amazing. The smell is amazing. And it is literally healing. And it is literally shielding you because you also reiki them. Mm -hmm. And I would also love to quickly um, uh, talk about how did the Reiki happen and oh. uh, also to quickly share quickly because like we have been uh, talking uh, for, a, for a while and I want to be mindful of your time. Yeah. And also when, how did you met your like current boyfriend and how did yeah. that manifestation of love happen? Yeah. And just, yes, like, the Debbie Beauty and Reiki and how did you just manifest it? The love as I see is now that the love you deserve and the love and relationship you feel um, much comfortable, confident and yourself. Yeah. As yourself. Yeah. So the, my relationship, yeah, that is a crazy story. And I normally don't tell people because people are like, what? <laughs> so um, in Kansas city, my boyfriend owns an infrared sauna and yoga studio and my roommate at the time. So when I moved here, he had his own business and he worked out of WeWork, and my boyfriend worked there as well. And he would work on the stuff. And this was before he opened up his business. He was just mm -hmm. working on it. And I guess um, I think my roommate brought his dog in and then my boyfriend went to go pet his dog and they were chit chatting. And, um, my roommate asked him like, Oh, what does he do? And he's like, Oh yeah, I'm opening up an infrared sauna and yoga studio. It's like right over there. And he goes, Oh, do you need yoga instructors? Because at that time I was like, I need to get more yoga jobs and start getting out there. So my roommate came home and he told me that, and he's like, Hey, are you available Friday morning? The owner of this studio said that we could go in there. They're not open yet, but we can go check it out and you can meet him and potentially like get a job there. And I was like, okay, whatever. In my head, I'm thinking like, okay, a man who owns a yoga studio is probably going to be old and slimy and just not a good person, you know? because they just want to be around beautiful women. But I remember him coming out of the room that he was in and I literally kind of like paused. It was such a weird feeling and I felt very like safe at home, at peace. And also he was hot. I was like, what? I'm like, how old is this guy? Um, and right away I was like, cause I'm also very into horoscopes and I asked what his sign was and he said he was a Scorpio and I was like, okay, we're compatible. Perfect. And um, but again, I thought he was cute, but I, I needed a job more than I needed a date. So mm -hmm. I ended up interviewing, I started working there as an instructor and we just started, 
you know, hanging out. I was the one who actually made the first move. I told him over the phone that um, I liked him more than a friend and more than just a boss. And he said the feeling was mutual. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, our first date was on my 30th birthday. He took me out and, um, you know, we went on a couple dates after that. And I actually ended up moving in with him. Literally. I think it was like after like our third date, which sounds crazy. Um, you felt it. Yeah. And I, I mean, you knew it. yeah, especially for me, who's been through so much relationship wise, I told myself I was never going to move in with a guy unless I was married and it just, everything transpired and it worked. So like my roommate was amazing. He went back to Dallas. I set everything up and he was nice enough to drive my U-Haul back and parked it at my now boyfriend's house. Um, while I was teaching a lot, cause I was still working, he, we unpacked it together. And I mean, we've been together ever since and we support each other. He has his business. I have mine and we're both entrepreneurs. And I mean, if I had a full-time corporate job and I was doing what I was doing, I probably wouldn't have been able to be with him because having a business and starting one is very hard. So you want to make sure you're with the right person. And the way that I, I manifested this relationship was one, loving myself first. So all you ladies out there who are trying to date and find like your Prince Charming, before you do that, you have to make sure that you are on the frequency and wavelength to receive the type of relationship that you deserve. So often, if you just ignore that, um, you know, you're going to continue to meet these like really bad people. And even before my boyfriend now, I tell my girlfriends, I'm like, even when I was dating, every man that I dated was absolutely amazing. They just weren't the right fit for me, but they were respectful. They were um, smart, educated. Like there were these amazing men. I just, it wasn't clicking. So it, it's definitely like a frequency, but you have to do the inner work um, when it comes to that. Yes, it's like write down like what kind of person you want to attract and then become that person mm -hmm. because you just attract what you are. And also, were you uh, searching for love um, actively or you were just focused on something else completely that is your business and your yoga journey and you just attracted it or you were just like open to love but focused on your business? I mean, I've always been open to love. I mean, yeah. I always knew I wanted a partnership in this lifetime. I think we all- But how didn't you close off? Because so, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but so many women, when they start working on business, because it is so masculine yeah. to be logical and like they just close off naturally their feminine side, which just is playful, which just is sexual, attract, at, like attractive. How do they just not close off? sexually and for love when they are working as much as you did well one and this is like hard truth is like stop playing the victim like just stop um so often you know and I still have friends people clients that I talk to and they're like well I dated this horrible guy and no one deserves me blah 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 and I'm like okay that's a story <laughs> that you're telling yourself and it's probably not a good one and 
Yeah. I mean, even now I've, I've always been very tapped in to my masculine. Um, I have a lot of masculine energy just naturally, but I think at that time when I met my now boyfriend, it was an interesting time because I was pretty much on cloud nine and on this high from quitting my corporate job to moving to a new city. And I was very tapped into my feminine. I felt like such goddess energy, but it was also strength in there as well. But I think the reason why I was able to open up was just this specifically. Yes, I was working on my business, but I also was teaching yoga full-time. And so I had this really good balance of like, getting to float and teach and do all this, but then also tap in to my masculine and focus on my business. I mean, people just think, oh yeah, you just whip this up and then you start selling it. I mean, I live in spreadsheets and that's how I'm able to do everything that I do. But so often when it comes to people in relationships specifically is you have to heal first. And always be open. Um, and especially coming to energy lines in our body, we have the front of the heart, but we also have the back of our heart. So often maybe the front of our heart is open, but then we gets blocked and stuck in the back because people have broken our hearts and backstabbed us and like all this stuff, but you need to allow that energy to flow in and out. But before you, um, seek love, you have to understand that you are love. Um, and I did an ayahuasca ceremony two weeks before my 30th. And I had, that was the actual message I received was the love that you seek is within you. And after that, I was like, I'm good. Like I can be single for the rest of my life and just have many great loves, but like, I am so happy with me. And you just have to like, in a non-narcissistic way, but you have to like love yourself and surrender. Yeah. Surrender, wake up. Be like, I love me. I would like look at myself in the mirror and be like, Ashley, you're looking good. You're amazing. You're so smart. Like you have to like amp yourself up in order to attract someone else who will appreciate that about you. Yes. And, uh, you, like even people listening, they'll be like, I don't love myself like that. Or maybe they are looking at you and you are so beautiful. And mm -hmm. as you said, everyone has this, that like their own insecurities and you have to work through that, them. And what I see that you did is a lot of learning about yourself and you stayed with your own self. And I always say that it's in, like very annoying, but answer to every question is just like awareness, awareness, being present, awareness, and what you just did, and people can take that lesson, it's just you just met yourself. Mm -hmm. You just listened to yourself, and you were like, okay, this is me, and slowly that love comes. Slowly when you wake up and look in the mirror, you just like yourself, because you know who is that person that is looking back to you from that mirror, and what you did, and what the lesson that people can take like the most powerful lesson is just to stay with yourself and however you can do it with a travel or just go and stay in the room alone I don't know just whatever works for you just know who you are because that's what just like what I see you doing a lot is just staying with your own self 
and talking to yourself and just like letting yourself cry when you want to cry and then like having these panic moments and all that you are just you are your own like high woman and you are talking to yourself maybe not like out loud but there is this internal conversation inside of you that just never lets you to just like stay in a bad place and to give up and yeah. was it debbie beauty because people think i always what whenever i heard your story i was like there is so much more to that because i know how business works and i know there have been a days where you were like how can i do this but i think uh, that people think that oh as you said she just sold it she's just selling it uh she's just she moved she cried whatever and she's just selling it she's just buying her uh treating herself again and it just seems so easy and just to like give me few more details about like debbie beauty because you started playing around then you started to launch it and i'm pretty sure you weren't like 100 percent satisfied with the like you still had like some oh this is not perfect and like when you launch it like how did you do it and then what are you doing now? Like, are you still teaching yoga and how just the Debbie Beauty is growing? And also after that, we want to see like few products. Yeah, totally. So one, before I get in there, just my Reiki journey. When I lived in Dallas, yes. I actually had a Reiki master come to my apartment, um, you know, once or twice a month and help me because I was high up in the corporate world and I had a lot of stress and Reiki allowed me to relax. And she would just like come over to my apartment. I would literally like lay on the ground and she would do like a Reiki session on me. And it was so amazing. And it was at that time when I just, I started reading more about Reiki and again, never thought I would be a Reiki master, but she attuned me in my apartment. And she's like, you already have it. So I did my Reiki one attunement there. That was like her gift to me, which was amazing. Um, and she is a Reiki master and she's very, very intuitive. And I still, to this day, talk to her because um, she just provides so much insight for me. And then when I moved to Kansas city, it was just a weird thing. Someone was talking about so-and-so um, they were doing, you know, Reiki attunements. And I was like, I need to learn more about this. Again, I'm always wanting to learn. So I did my Reiki two attunement pretty much after I moved here. And then um, I did that master Reiki retreat. And so now I'm able to offer, I do that as well. I do Reiki sessions. And then I also do trainings and attunements, which is super fun. But I think that was one thing when it came to Debbie Beauty about skincare, we just put so much on ourselves with no intention and Reiki is energy, right? It's spiritual, high vibrational energy. And that's why I always do um, rituals around all the products and I bless all the crystals. I bless all the bottles before they go out because that's so, so important. And so often I get responses about how people feel the magic that's within them. Mm -hmm. And then like when you were talking about your bottle breaking, I've had stuff. People have told me that too. And it's anytime, like you have a crystal bracelet or a necklace or something and it breaks, 
it's a sign of either like something you need to work on or something has been released or shielding you. So crystals are just, again, a conduit of energy. They hold properties in it. And so for me having rose quartz in it, rose quartz is such a soft, loving energy and it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, it's pink, it's goddessy. So I knew I wanted to infuse Debbie beauty with, um, that, but as far as like, yes. And again, this is why social media can be hard sometimes when it comes to seeing everyone's life, like don't compare yourself to other people's lives. Cause a lot of us don't really know what goes on behind closed doors, you know, in that person's mm-hmm. life. But yeah, there's at the beginning, you know, I was selling and then there might have been like a, a few weeks where I didn't get an order. And then like a flood of orders would come through and then it would be silent. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of like ups and downs. And even still, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, but you know, starting that, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of money when I started it. And so my boyfriend created my first website Um, I did not have money to pay someone to do it. So we just, he built it. Um, I tweaked it and then, uh, yeah, I just put my face oil on there and people started buying it. And then as I started making money again, it's like progression, you know, you spend, you give, you receive, it's like this energetic exchange. Always the more money I was making, um, that's when I got to a point where I decided to hire, um, a company to create, you know, a beautiful website that was more professional looking. And then again, my background in the corporate world was sales and consumer packaged goods. So I just used what I knew and started reaching out to local stores. I understand margins. A lot of people like don't know how much money they're making off of each product. And I knew I wanted to make a certain amount as far as retail and then having good margins for wholesale. Mm-hmm. Um, I created my own catalog, my own pricing sheet. I mean, there is so much that goes behind it. Um, you were like even yeah. taking your own pictures. I remember yeah. like you should, like you were doing everything. Everything. And what, when the, uh, you were not like selling the products I think what people don't see is that so many people would have just given up mm-hmm. when there were weeks of no money coming in and they would have been just like, whatever, I did mistake. And your strength in those weeks when you just were like pushing yourself through, maybe crying, maybe I don't know, like your mind maybe was going crazy, but you pushed through that's what people don't see that that is so challenging to do and business is literally just solving the problems any business you have is literally just solving the problems because there are challenges and problems every single day and i want people to see how hard you work and i want people to see that when those happened you pushed through and it was not just one time it was maybe two weeks at a time maybe sometimes it was i don't know a month and you pushed through whereas 90 percent of the people have just given up and it is not just you started the and everything just happened to you you worked so hard and the moments when you were like holy shit like my life is going where you just stayed on track i don't know why 
but you just pushed yourself through and that's what people don't see yeah I mean I think people don't see the back end like you said or getting creative on how to make money like that's one thing I am very creative on how to create income for myself and I think what helped me persevere and just push through and keep going was I really, really, really didn't want to go and work for someone. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I just, I wanted to create what I want to create for myself. So, you know, that's when, like, even now I still teach like five yoga classes a week. Um, but it's something that I enjoy again, and it's not like my full-time job. Um, and again, I, I have my, my product-based business and then I have my service-based business. I do private yoga sessions, private sound baths, private Reiki and crystal healings. Um, you know, I do the Reiki trainings and attunement. So there's so many things that I do that people don't see. And yeah, I mean, in, in a perfect world, what I would want to do is continue to create I've noticed being a solopreneur running WPD by myself that I really don't like doing a lot of the stuff that you have to do for business. I love creating a product. Like right now I am creating a facial cleanser and I love, love nerding out on ingredients and working with my manufacturer and creating something that I love and that I want to share with other people. But like email campaigns, social media, um, advertising, marketing, I'm now at a point where I am contracting those people out because I don't want to do it. (laughs) And there's someone else who can create stuff that can help me and support me while I do what I'm good at and what I love doing, which is reaching out to potential customers like stores and um, selling my product. And that's like one thing that people don't see when they're like, okay, well, what do you do all day? I mean, I'm creating prospecting this. I have a CRM. I also, anytime I get an idea, I have a whiteboard in here and I have prospects. And then I also have different ideas of product launches on there as well. I mean, my mind's always going. And so like, I love to share this. I mean, I get a lot of no's. Like I got a no, I reached out to the anthropology buyer, the three people buyer. And they're like, oh no, not at this time. And I'm like, it's okay. But guess what? I got a no that could potentially turn into a yes later on down the road. And maybe it's, I'm not ready for that big of growth. Who knows? But it's like, I just trust that everything is unfolding as it should. So when it comes to running a business, I mean, again, getting really creative on how you do it. I love selling my products. Um, I always tell people, if you want something with low overhead, a service-based business is always great because you don't have a lot of overhead costs. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas with product development, and especially if you're getting a manufacturer, um, there's a lot of overhead costs that you have to pay for upfront. Yeah. Exactly. Can you also see a few of your beautiful products that I see behind you? Because oh, yeah. I want I people to go right now. And yeah. no, and I'm not saying it because I know you. And I don't <laughs> know if people know me. I'm, like there is a, not a word coming out of my mouth that I like something or love something if I don't truly mean it with my whole heart. Yeah. And 
people should just try. And if you don't trust me, if you don't know me and don't trust me or don't feel my energy, just try the sample size. Because mm -hmm. like it is literally a heaven in the bottle. Yes, I, I mean- All of your products. Yeah, my first product was the face oil. So there's rose quartz in it. Look at how beautiful it is. Um, and also a reminder, this is my second run of my labels. I made my labels the first go around and I didn't know that I needed certain stuff on a label. Again, you live and you learn and you shift and mm -hmm. pivot, but um, these are like new labels that I had to create in order to go into stores. So lots of work with that, but the face oil is amazing. It has the main ingredient is CoQ10 in it. So it's like Botox in a bottle. And the scent is a combination of five different essential oils. You have lavender, clary sage, frankincense, patchouli. And I can't take credit for this. My mom was like, cause I told her, I was like, something's missing. She's like, why don't you add myrrh? So my mom, you know, when I make it big, I'll write her a check and be like, thanks mom for your idea. But myrrh was all her and myrrh is such like a, it's like an oil of like the goddesses of like Egyptian goddesses. And it was interesting because I do have ties to Egypt, I feel like. So that was cool that my mom brought that up. But yeah, this face oil is amazing. And again, I selfishly created all of these products for myself and then in turn now sell it. But the face oil is great all skin types. I always say too, though, because there are essentials, essential oils in it. If you do have sensitive skin, I always say buy the little tester first mm -hmm. and see how your, you know, your skin reacts to it. My skin loves essential oils on it. Um, but if you have sensitive skin, I always say like, you know, patch, test it first. Mm -hmm. There's that. And then the second, uh, product that I made was the body oil. So the body oil is more, um, it's an olive oil based. So it's a lot thicker and you use this after you get out of the shower, same five different essential oils. So it smells just like the face oil, but again, you just putting it in your bath or just when you're getting out of the shower and rubbing it in, it just feels amazing. And then the third product is the glow tonic. So this is a little different of a scent. It's just lavender and lemon. Um, but there's collagen peptides in it to just help promote youthful skin. There's citric acid and lemon juice in it to help slough off that dead skin. I'm very acne prone. So I have to be very careful about what I put on my skin. So those are the three ones. And I also have some beauty tools on there as well, but I am very excited on the cleanser because I've been needing a facial cleanser that is all natural and this will be specific for people who have my skin issues, which is like redness, um, some dryness, acne prone. So this will be great for people with those types of similar problems. So yeah, I'm, you I love are it. One powerful woman. And also like people, <laughs> did you notice what she said? She said like, when I make big, I will write my mom a check. She didn't use the word if I make big yeah. because she believes in herself she believes in her product and because she's working hard for the product she's working hard for on yourself and mm. for yourself yeah 
And I would love um, to ask you one more question. Is there yeah. anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you? I mean, I think we covered it, the majority of it. I think, you know, this is why I do coaching. And I also work with women one-on-one because I just want to share my story. I'm still young, but I feel like I've lived very full. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, I could die tomorrow and be totally content because I've done a lot. <laughs> and yes. I just love to share my experiences and The one thing is I never tell someone to do things exactly the way I did it because we're all very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always encourage people to find their own path. But, you know, if, and this is like in anything, whether it's business or maybe you don't want to start a business and you just want to make more money at your current job or find the relationship of your dreams, um, move, just start taking those steps. If you're feeling stagnant, like, we spiritual beings, we are not meant to be the same person our entire lifetime. We are meant to grow and change and pivot. Um, so it's so, so important to make sure that you're doing things that feed your soul, because if you don't, then you're going to live a very empty life. That's not full. So doing things that are, that will turn you on, um, And not being afraid to get outside your comfort zone and learn something new. Um, I always say launch fast, adjust later. Like just I love it. launch, do whatever, a business, a podcast, just start. Guess what? When you first start, it's probably going to be shitty, but mm-hmm. you will learn, you know, just like with, for example, my labels. I mean, my first labels weren't that great. Um, and I had to learn that and then redo it again. And guess what? I'll probably continue to do that as I grow. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, don't be afraid just to like do it and just figure it out later. Stop focusing on how or what or when just do it and just watch what happens because most often you'll be surprised and you will be fully supported. Yes. Launch first and adjust later. I feel that's what you have done with your life move first then have a panic attack yeah leave the job and then have the moment where like what am i doing and yeah just write that down people launch like launch first and adjust later and apply to every aspect of your life and first of all thank you so much uh for your time and for uh, your beautiful energy and for sharing your journey so honestly and just being so transparent I would love to ask you where can people find you because I'm pretty sure if I was watching this, I would be like, I want the product. I want like, I want more of her. So where can like people find you or connect to you? I would also add the information uh, below down in the description box. But for the people who don't want to go there, yeah. where can people find you? Yeah, so my website is devibeautyco.com. You can go there to check out the products. There's also a tab up top where you can work with me and see all my services and all my offerings. So that's there. And then our Instagram is Debbie Beauty Co. And then my personal page is just Debbie.wellness. So Debbie Beauty is very product-based. 
But if you want to see my journey, and I do share a lot about that there, um, check out my personal page and hopefully you'll learn a few things. <laughs> thank you so much for, to you and thank you so much for everyone listening and yes. just enjoy the lessons. Yes. Uh, thank you so much, love, for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye.